Thursday afternoon, the, uh, well, this miserable cold rain's going to be with us a while, and uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. All sorts of uh, airport delays, you've got to check ahead. Uh, we're dealing with one as Harry is supposed to be coming in today, and ugh, anyway, another little headache. By the way, uh, so again, listening to the complaints... Governor Yunkin advances a budget that makes sense. Well, right off the bat, we've got problems, right? He says, let's take the business tax rate here in the Commonwealth. Let's take it from 6% down to 5% and eventually get it down to 4%. Let's, Let's allow businesses to employ more Virginians, to pay more Virginians, to build more facilities here in the Commonwealth. Democrats are outraged because Governor Yunkin's budget doesn't finance child care. So I went looking through the budget for things that I like that are not in there, and I realized there is a serious lack of funding for toenail clippers. And something, no, something's got to be done about this. That Lamont Bagby, who ran for Congress for, what, 11 minutes? Before falling in line, as good Virginia Democrats do, behind the anointed, in this case, apparently it's Jennifer McClellan. Uh, he'll be back, I guess, in the House of Delegates. He won't have anything to do. Maybe he should take up the bill to finance toenail clippers for everybody. Well, it's bad. I mean, what if you're using fingernail clippers on your toenails? A terrible injury. And there's no, there's no funding in the governor's budget for injuries that could result from improperly applied fingernail clippers on the toes. Do you see the crisis at hand? Just, just trying to help. You know that. TikTok. I was told by one of, uh, well, two, actually two, of uh, our big people in the radio factory. Oh, you got to download TikTok, Jeff. That's where it's all going to go. That's where it is. Nobody's going to do, you know, not radio anyway. It's TikTok. Make sure it's on your phone. Make sure. And I'm thinking, uh, I'd rather not. Really? I mean, is this a direct order? No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, we're looking at stuff. You got to do it. Well, no. <laughs> and and if you're going to give me a direct order to have TikTok on, on a phone, then you're going to have to give me a phone because I'm not putting it on mine. Because I don't, call me crazy, I don't trust the leadership of China. (laughs) Whatever. Tristan Justice, who's uh, one of my favorite writers over there at The Federalist, has a big, big piece on this, talking about TikTok, what's really going on. Happy to say that Tristan is joining us. Tristan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have you back. So tell me a little bit, what the heck is going on with TikTok and the uh, the attorneys general around the U.S. saying, yeah, we got to dump this thing? So 15 attorneys general, led by the Montana attorney general, have sent letters to both Google and Apple demanding that each uh, each offer a correction of who they're recommending the app TikTok to. Uh, each store currently, uh, app, app, the Apple app store recommends TikTok to people uh, 13 and up and Google, or excuse me, um, it's 12 and up for Apple, 13 and up for Google. And so what's happened is more than a dozen attorneys general are demanding that these tech companies bring the age, uh, bring the age recommendation up, considering all the mature content that's just saturated across TikTok. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, give us some of the background, because we, we, we've heard generally from teenagers, oh, it's great, and I get to see this, and I get to see that. But, but who are the people really pulling the strings behind TikTok? 
Well, of course, TikTok is owned by the by a Beijing-based company, ByteDance. And so what TikTok is, is it really become an instrument, instrument of the Chinese Communist Party to meddle and interfere in not just American culture, um, but also in, into the next generation and, 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 do, uh, and do data mining. So now uh, TikTok is used by more than 100 million users in the United States. It's one of the biggest apps in the country. And of course, the people on it are predominantly young people, especially uh, teens and children who, who get on this app and then they're subjected to uh, all this inappropriate mature content right off the bat. I saw a study the other day that showed uh, teens and, and, and children are exposed to uh, content uh, promoting anorexia within sometimes three seconds of being on the app, if not a half hour. And of course, uh, kids get on this app and, and stay on the app for hours and spend hours on it. Hours at a time on this app, <laughs> and so you know, not just not just the anorexia, uh, but teens are exposed to things like uh, transgender ideology. And they're exposed to these different challenges and are encouraged to participate in these different challenges, which are which you know can, can be dangerous. And so uh, there's a lot of very mature content on this app that's just not suitable for teens. And attorneys general now are trying to fix that. Wow, is there a real possibility though, Tristan, that it that it can be fixed, or are are those uh, folks leading the charge to, to just have it removed? I mean, President Trump said it doesn't belong in the country. Marco Rubio and others say shouldn't be on any sort of uh, government-issued phone, which is the way to go. Well, I think with every industry that we've seen over the past 250 years since this country's inception, we've always had these growing pains of, of the new industries that come out, and then we learn how to deal with them and regulate them in an appropriate way. Uh, tech has really just become the latest frontier in that. We're just now, you know, 10, 15 years into this new technological revolution, just figuring yeah. out, A, where are the harms that come with it, and B, how to deal with it. And so I think TikTok has just became just become the latest case of, okay, here's a, a new technology that we have. It's popular. How do we deal with it, and what are the harms that are coming coming out of it and 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 of course i think as more and more americans wake up to the serious harms that comes out of it it's been labeled by policymakers on capitol hill as a quote digital fentanyl and nothing could be more accurate considering it is an addictive substance an addictive mm-hmm. substance that is inflicting harmful content and so i think more and more as you realize the harmful effects of, of this technology then it gets more and more realistic that something can be done about it interesting interesting and is it? I mean, all of these things, and, and I'm speaking from a generation that is is not immersed in the way. As an example, my teenage sons are. I mean, they they they've got a million different apps that I don't necessarily have on my phone. I look at them and say, well, some of them are sort of passing fads. There are people still have MySpace accounts, thinking it's coming back. Any day now, Tristan, any day, MySpace reemerges. But, but I mean, we just keep going through one app after another, one piece of tech after another. Does TikTok stand the, uh, the test of time, or does it also just sort of fade away? Well, I remember when I was in middle school, the big thing was Vine. Vine was that quick video sharing app where videos oh, yeah. were only a few seconds long. Yes. And, and, and I loved it as a teen. But as a teen, you're, you're oblivious to how much time you spend on these apps. And so you're right mm-hmm. that we're constantly playing whack-a-mole. You know, one app yeah. comes up and then the other one comes up. And it used to be MySpace, it used to be Vine. Now it's TikTok and Facebook. Now even Facebook's going uh, out the window. So yeah. it is a game of whack-a-mole. Uh, but, I, but I think, you know, especially parents, I mean, this is why parents are really the focal point of a healthy functioning society it's they are the gatekeepers of what their children have access to and i think as more and more parents begin to we educate more and more parents what's actually going on on these social media apps uh, then we can begin to implement some gatekeeping here but uh, you know i don't know if 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 apple and google you know upping the age recommendation on there would would, would really do a whole lot because i mean i remember when i was a teenager i'm not sure if i looked at the (laughs) age recommendations on these apps Um, but the reality is 
these apps are, are becoming dangerous for our children. Uh, yep. The more they proliferate, and we need to be careful about how, how much we integrate them. So big picture, and I remind everybody that the uh, the piece, your latest piece of The Federalist is up now. People need to go to thefederalist.com. You're looking for Tristan Justice, a great, great name, by the way. Uh, Tristan, the Chinese Communist Party has to be looking at this and saying, okay, well, we'll just we'll introduce something else. I mean, they're not going to stop trying to influence elections and, and turn children this way or the other, turn voters this way or the other. I mean, this is this is a full-time job for a large part of the Chinese government. And that's what makes TikTok, you know, so dangerous. I mean, beyond the cultural woes that come with you know, this radical transgender ideology just absolutely exploding among children, beyond the anorexia, I mean, this is the long-term uh, a cancer that's going to plague the country. It's when you hand over uh, such sensitive data of more than 130 million Americans to the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, that is, that is ripe intelligence to, to start uh, blackmailing people with and to start undermining U.S. security especially as more and more people grow up and then that power continues to grow. And so, I mean, the Chinese, I mean, this is why another reason why it's called digital fentanyl, because it's coming from the Chinese communist party and it's being used to undermine the, uh, undermine our country. And so uh, that's why I think it's, it's, it's becoming an act of urgency on Capitol Hill to deal with this and why Senate lawmakers just passed a bill from uh, Josh Hawley today in the center of Missouri uh, on, on TikTok and banning TikToks and government devices. Wow. Do you think it's successful? Ultimately, I mean, I'm not asking you to do a predict. Well, I am asking you to make a prediction. Does TikTok get kicked off the uh, the government issued devices? I think it can. I mean, if a bill, if this bill can pass a, a Senate that's still run but controlled by Democrats, I mean, I, I think there's some bipartisan support here for something to be done about TikTok because, uh, especially on government devices, we can't be handing over uh, this type of data to the Chinese Communist Party. No, even one of our uh, left-wing Democrats here in Virginia, Mark Warner, said, yeah, Donald Trump was right, TikTok's a bad thing. I mean, it didn't get as much play as it should have, but even he concedes that uh, uh, that's the fact. That's just the case. Ryan, anytime you have a divided government, there's going to be people on Capitol who are going to take a look at this and say, what can we get done uh, in a divided government? What are the areas of bipartisanship that we can work on? So yeah. I think TikTok really got shelled for a little bit because I think everyone kind of saw divided government on, on the horizon. So everyone was focusing on what Democrats could accomplish for two years. But now I think there's going to be some serious look at what can a bipartisan government do? Uh, where are some areas for, for agreement? And I think this is an area where both parties can, can agree that there's an issue and both parties can agree that they can do something on it. Well, fair enough. Tristan, I appreciate you making time for us. I look forward to uh, chatting with you again uh, in the new year. It's a great piece over at The Federalist. I would urge everybody to get over there, thefederalist.com. And check out Tristan's other writing, by the way. You know, Tristan, this is not the first time Tristan's been with us. He, he does some great work over there at The Federalist. Uh, well worth reading, well worth paying attention to. The Federalist, I think, is uh, just a great resource. There are a lot of good resources, and I know I... I talk about a lot of them every day. Mentioned to you yesterday, BillOReilly.com. It is a great resource. ToddStarns.com. It is a great resource. TheBlaze.com and GlennBeck.com. Great resources. Figure out what's going on. Ben Shapiro's thing, right? The Daily, uh, the Daily Wire. Great stuff. There's just this great stuff out there and one of the good things and of course i know the uh, the legacy news media types are outraged by it which is how you know it's a good thing is that there's there's not a gatekeeper 
There's not somebody claiming, well, you know, I'm I'm the editor or the director or the, I don't know, pick another title. Go go to the uh, petty cash drawer and take a title out for yourself and then slap some uh, some stripes or bars on your shirt. Well, I will decide what's news for you. No, thanks. I got this. I'll do all the heavy lifting for myself. I don't need your help anymore. I will go directly to the sources so that you don't have a chance to twist it and turn it and color it and dismantle it and present something that, quite frankly, doesn't even begin to resemble what the real story is. 833-804-1140. Yes, that is our text line. 833-804-1140. You are always welcome to uh, to shoot a text, and I will be more than happy to share it on the air. I just ask you, give me a name, all right? 833 804-1140. 446, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.